Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, George Kurtz, the Fantasy Prince, Sean Engel, producing our show. George, how's it going today? Good morning, Joseph. How are we doing today? Uh, sort of a sad day, right? Last day of games before the All-Star break when there's nothing to do for four days. So uh, hey. it's, a, it's a weird day. No, no game tonight mm-hmm. either. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just uh, all the day games today. Enjoy your day games. Enjoy your 15-day games. And then we go away until one game Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got stuff to do. I mean, first, well, we're going to spend a lot of time on baseball on this show. We'll spend a lot of time on football as well. We've got uh, Mark Paquette, uh, DFS uh, expert, uh, talking to us uh, in the third hour of the show. Uh, talk about the DFS and, and how uh, weather affects setting your lineups uh, on a daily basis. But we've got work to do, even though baseball's taking a little hiatus because uh, it's Scott Fishbowl Eve. You know, we've got uh, fantasy football to prepare for. <laughs> yeah, uh, those who know Scott Fishbowl was it. 100 divisions, 12, uh, 100 drafts, 1,200 teams, psychotic. Uh, yeah. Starts tomorrow. Uh, I know mm-hmm. my division, the Bones Jackson division. I still have no idea what Bones Jackson means. <laughs> I think I think it's some kind of video game reference. I think that's what he's doing this year. Yeah, that's the whole uh, theme, yes. Mm-hmm. Right, so uh, whatever Bones Jackson is, uh, some game I obviously have never heard of it, don't play. Uh, that's my division. I have the 11th pick overall, Superflex League. Looking forward to it. Uh, I do enjoy this. I enjoy Superflexes. I think more mm-hmm. should be like that. So uh, tomorrow starts at 11 a.m. We're doing the Fantasy Frenzy. Jim Day, Chris Venture, and I uh, from one to two weekdays. So we'll, we'll be talking about our drafts. I don't know if Jim or I will be picking 11 picks in two hours, slow draft. I don't know if we'll get the Jim and all right during the dra- uh, during our show. But uh, we'll be talking about what our strategies are during Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, looking forward to hearing that. Looking forward to the start of the draft. And, uh, you know, uh, got a fun show ahead uh, for you today. Like I said, uh, talking uh, some uh, baseball, football. And, uh, George, you know how I like to, to just fill you in on what national day of the week uh, day uh, it is. Uh, and today, uh, you're, uh, this will affect you personally because it's National Father-Daughter Take-A-Walk Day. So maybe it's a day where your daughter just tells you, hey, Dad, take a walk, leave me alone. 
Well, maybe it's another uh, thing where, you know. <laughs> probably closer to that than, Dad, you want to go for a walk? <laughs> I don't think, uh, yeah, I guess I got, I got a typical 12-and-a-half-year-old, great, great girl. But, you know, doesn't interact all that much. You know, she's with her friends on her devices. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think she has there. Uh, she had a friend sleeping over the past couple of nights, but not tonight, not last night. So we're back to a normal household today. And my younger still do uh She'll be more involved. She'll check in on me every now and then. But she'll be doing her things. <laughs> Watching my mom's dog, too. So I got to worry about a little uh, a little poodle-like thing. I like that you said that she checks in. One of your daughters checks in on you every once in a while. It's funny. We have a two-story. We live in a two-story home. And it's like, you know, sometimes if I just want to ask my daughter or son something, it's, it's via text. Because I don't feel like walking up the stairs to ask him. I don't feel like screaming in the house and asking him. So, you know, it's, we've gotten to the point where we text within the house. That's ridiculous. I got a two-story house, too. My wife used to do that, by the way. I, I should say used to. does it all the time. Where she's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm in my man room. Right, right directly above us is our, uh, is our master bedroom, and she'll call, text, you know, uh, bring, me up, can you bring me a glass of water, you know, da 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 You gotta be kidding me. You know, and, but now it's funny because I, I don't do it all that much, you know, with that. I think with the texting, I just tell my, uh, it's not my wife. She, her text is usually short and sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. But my uh, oldest daughter, she'll want to text a conversation. Mm-hmm. She's like, listen, unless you just a one-word answer I can get back, you come down here and have a, and talk to me. I'm not sending out, you know, six, seven texts to discuss something. It's not happening. I don't have that kind of time. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, texting does drive me a little bit insane at times. You, know, you get your little butt down here and we'll... Uh, We'll talk about whatever you need, which is generally food, or can my friends come over, or can I go somewhere, you know, typical teenage right, stuff. Right, 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 of course. So other uh, day, it's also National Macaroni Day today, uh, National Strawberry Sunday Day, and uh, I know you're not a drinker, but it's a National uh, Dive Bar Day as well. So that that's kind of fun, trying to find a dive bar, just, you know, hanging out and whatever. So, uh, but stick with us, and <laughs> we'll get you through. Uh, There's a lot of days today. today. Yeah. Uh, that, what's your name? Four? I, yeah, I think one? You, the, the site that I go to, I think that you, you could uh, 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 try to register uh, a day. Like, let's say if you, you say, I, I want a certain day to, you know, to be today, you could submit it and they'll, you know, they'll take it under consideration. But uh, I don't, it's, it's not I don't want yeah. today to be any day day. Right, right. Well, it, basically, it's it's almost like. As we get into uh, our uh, fantasy and uh, sports discussion, national, I don't want to think about being a, a Mets fan day because <laughs> some, some news coming. Mets actually won yesterday. They beat the uh, Phillies 6-5. to five, But, you know, we're coming out with some interesting story about uh, uh, Mets GM uh, Brody Van Wagenen uh, flipping a chair during a fiery meeting with his manager, Mickey Calloway, and the, and the coaching staff the other night after their bullpen imploded again. Uh, but this, this, this team, you know, I really feel for Mets fans. I mean, you look, Van Wagenen now uh, trying to make uh, player moves calling him in. He's watching the game on TV. He thinks he's George Steinbrenner. You know, <laughs> trying to manage the team from afar. Uh, you had Jason Vargas and uh, Mickey Calloway having that big blow up with a reporter. Then uh, Mickey Calloway needing two press conferences to actually get the apology out. Forgot to say it, I think, in the first one. Uh, Callaway uh, saying it's going to take a miracle for us to make the playoffs. Noah Syndergaard needing a personal catcher. Thomas Nito. Uh, Nito's also going to be catching uh, most of uh, Jason DeGrom starts. I mean, it's, it's ugly there. By the way, he got his, Syndergaard got his personal catcher yesterday, still gave up uh, four runs and in five innings pitched and two home runs. 
I mean, listen, it's it's ugly in Queens. I mean, everything you just named there, that's all true. I mean, uh, every, every, every little thing you said there is true. They have all sorts mm-hmm. of problems there. I mean, uh, BBW is uh, throwing chairs in the clubhouse, yelling at the coaches. Staff. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, did Mickey Calloway acquire Edwin Diaz? I don't think he did. I think that was you, BBW. Did Mickey mm-hmm. Calloway re-sign Juris Familia? Mm. Once again, I think that was you, BBW. And these are the guys <laughs> you're complaining about, the guys that you acquired that aren't pitching well. Mm-hmm. You know, that really... You know, everybody knew when you acquired Diaz, you way, way overpaid. You know, mm. it, was, it was kind of silly and kind of ridiculous there. So uh, that, that's on you. I think, once again, he's feeling the heat there of uh, what's going on, uh, that the Mets, well, they were higher expectations. Once again, what did BBW say in uh, spring training? We have a team to beat. Come get us. Mm. Well, they've mm-hmm, gotten you. Mm-hmm. And passed they you. Came. They came. They came. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, Queens is a dumpster fire. You, you pretty much burned down your spring training uh, site with the fireworks. That's just uh, a... <laughs> A great picture of the Mets' uh, season so far to date. You uh, you need to be sellers at the dead deadline, which means you got to trade guys like Zach Wheeler, Dominic Smith. Uh, hey, maybe you got to think about trading Edwin Diaz too if he can uh, figure it out and his value goes back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once again, closes. Uh, it's, it was a silly trade. Uh, uh, trading Alex Kalanick, who may be a, probably going to be a star, might be a superstar for a, a closer, was kind of ridiculous. Even a closer that you're going to have control over for three years. Mm. It was just silly. And we're not even talking about Dunn, who looks like he's going to be a very good player as well, who went in that deal. Uh, remember, Matters almost got McNeil in that deal too. Uh, mm. Just silly well, what they could have gotten. So, uh, yes, Mets have got some issues. They've got some problems. Mickey Calloway obviously won't be there next season. Uh, he probably mm-hmm. should be fired now. And when I say Mickey Calloway should be fired now, I mean, I don't think it's all his problem. I mean, he's part of the problem. I it's not all I him. agree. You know, mm-hmm. but... You can see in the press conferences he's waiting to be fired. He mm-hmm. wants to be fired. Mm-hmm. He wants you know he wants to be put out of his misery. You can see that that's coming. Here. Mm-hmm. All right. Sad. But uh, if they fire if they fire him, well then there's no one left to blame. You already got rid of several coaches. You know Dave Island when he was fired the pitching coach. If you fire Callaway too, well then assuming the season doesn't turn around, guess who's to blame next? Not mm-hmm. that BBW would get fired at the one year. I doubt it. But all the blame falls on him, which is actually where it should fall anyway. Now I'll, I'll give I'll give BBW this. You know, I talked about this with Cam yesterday. I never understand when an owner hires a new GM but tells the GM, well, you got to keep the manager. That's yeah, me, it that's idiotic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, if I hire Joe, you know, if, I'm, if I'm an owner of a baseball team, I hire Joe Galena, I have to let Galena hire his manager. Mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to do that. Even if the manager I just hired the year before has got a long time. I have no choice. I just have no choice. I, I got to have things run smooth here. You know, you, it seems like so many times you end up firing that manager anyway or that coach anyway. You gotta let him hire his own staff. You have to, and we're gonna see this is all gonna happen next year. And I don't know, maybe Riggleman takes over. Maybe they find somebody outside the organization. Or maybe, hey, maybe they'll just hire Phil Regan. He's about 83 years old. Hey, why not? Uh, <laughs> Joe Girardi. Just, uh, uh, you laugh. I, I think that's certainly an option. Absolutely, I'm know. not laughing. It's I'm being serious. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen, mind you. I think his problem with the New York media was is still there. And that's why Girardi doesn't have a job with the Yankees. It wasn't really his uh, his uh, what he did. In the clubhouse or on the field, it was more his uh, work with the media, although several, several Yankees didn't like him. But uh, it was his work with the media. He was very uh, very coarse with them, and the Yankees didn't want that. Cashman specifically didn't want that. He wanted somebody more personable, which is Aaron Boone is. Uh, mm. So that's why uh, Girardi's no longer there. So I don't think Girardi would uh, – and I don't know if he'd want to come back to this market, mm. but he'll certainly be in play next year for managerial openings. I thought that uh, it was part – of his relationship with with players, not relating to them, being too rigid, you know, and not uh, you know, uh, 
being able to relate to today's ball player. You know, I thought that was a big part of it. But uh, that's an interesting point that you bring up with, uh, you know, his dealing with the with the media. So, and personally, I think he'd he'd love to come back to New York. That's my opinion. And and could you imagine he comes back and let's say takes the Met team and uh, takes them to a World Series? I mean, that would just be like, hey, <laughs> hello guys, I'm I'm, I'm back. Uh, but um, well, I guess we'll see. Uh, but uh, yeah, you kind of feel bad for Callaway. So uh, interesting stat that I uh, was uh, heard today on the MLB Network and uh, the very hot Kelly Nash, she uh, hosts on the weekends that 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 quick pitch show. Uh, the Mets have the most blown saves uh, in baseball, 22. And, uh, I mean, this obviously wouldn't happen, but if their bullpen would be perfect, if they hadn't blown any saves, they'd be 61-27, to 27, best record in baseball. If they had uh, only converted, uh, if they only had 30% uh, blown saves, They'd be tied for the final uh, wild card spot. So, I mean, obviously the the bullpen uh, big time uh, contributor to their problems this year. But uh, in yesterday's game, they the won six to five. A lot of fireworks. George uh, Jake Arrieta hits Todd Frazier. Frazier gets thrown out. Then Arrieta hits uh, Ahmad Rosario. Mickey Callaway comes in defending his uh, play. He wants Arrieta thrown out. He gets thrown out in the post game interview. I'm watching Arietta invited Frazier. Hey, you got a problem? And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, come talk to me about it. I, I'd gladly uh, put a dent in his skull. So <laughs> a lot of, a lot of little fireworks last night. It was a little, some of it was a little ridiculous. Hey, the Mets have no right to complain about anything. You, you had pitches thrown at Philly's heads, Hoskins earlier mm-hmm. in the year. All right. Frazier and Rosario got hit with changeups. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> All right. Uh, I understand. I do get some of the frustration because, listen, Frazier way overreacted. That's on him. Mm-hmm. You got hit with an 0 1 changeup. He was not trying to hit you. You know that. that that's ridiculous. So why you mouth it off? And by the way, if you want to go get somebody, go get him. I am tired of these guys chirping, 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 but doing nothing. Ariad is the same way, by the way. He talks tough in the clubhouse. Do you guys want to go at each other? Go. You know, uh, oh, it's just chirping Frazier yelling down the, the line here and all this stuff. That, that's all bull. Because I mean, you're just waiting for everybody to get in front, you know, get in front of you so you, no one gets hurt. It's a big pile up. It's, it's ridiculous. You want to go get him? Go get him. If you think you threw at you on purpose. You know, that, that's, that's why I always think that's kind of silly there. But like I said, it was an 0 1 changeup that Frazier got hit on. It was not on purpose. Get over it. Didn't even hurt him. And it's, it's silly in my mind. Completely silly. But I do understand Callaway being frustrated because the home plate umpire, after the Frazier thing, issued warnings. And then it was literally less than five minutes later. It was two batters later. Rosario gets hit. Now, once again, I think in a vacuum, the umpire did the right thing. It was on a changeup again. It wasn't on purpose. But it's tough, and it's very tough for an umpire. I criticize the umpires a lot. But in this situation, I think they had a tough call here because you threw Frazier out. Because he was acting like a child, right? And mm-hmm. they think suddenly he, got, he, was a, he was starting crap again, which I, it doesn't bother me that they threw him out. But now two batters later, another Met gets hit. You issued warnings. You threw a Met out. I, like I said, it was a changeup. It, it, was, it wasn't on purpose. So I, I think he did the right thing in not throwing him out. But I understand the Mets' frustrations there where they, mm-hmm. they did want to throw out. You know, it's something you're going to argue about no matter what. Even if the, I think the Mets knew damn well it wasn't on purpose. But still, they wanted him gone. Uh, then again, maybe with the way Ariad was pitching, they should have been happy he stayed in. All right, all right. Great points. All right, well, we come back as we get taken out by a little ACDC. Good job there, Sean. Let's uh, talk about uh, more of Saturday's action and how can it influence the rest of your fantasy baseball season. Talk with Blake Snell, Willie Calhoun. Talk some baseball. Weekend fantasy update. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Joe Galena, George Kurtz, producer Sean Angle, spending some time with you this weekend, Independence Day weekend. Hope you're having a great one. And uh, we were uh, talking uh, Mets in the last segment, uh, George. And let's just finish off the Mets by talking about what, what do you do with uh, Noah Syndergaard and, and you know, you know, obviously he didn't have a, a good outing again yesterday, but uh, not happy with having Wilson Ramos as his catcher. Uh, Ramos also isn't catching most of the games that Jason DeGrom is pitching. So talk to me about the fantasy rest of season outlook on Noah Syndergaard and uh, you know, how this all affects a little bit of Wilson Ramos. You know, now, you know, basically not starting uh, – when two of the Mets, uh, two starting pitchers, are, are uh, on the mound. Well, it's, it's he's not. It's not. He's starting for one of them. He started for Degrom. Uh, didn't start for uh, Syndergaard. Started for Degrom. So he's not going to not start for both. Now, mm-hmm. his name he may come up in trade talks. Mm-hmm. He's only owed ten point seven five million for next year. He's a little less than eleven million, which in baseball terms is not a lot. Some team might want to acquire him for the stretch run this year. You know he is a good hitting catcher. Obviously, Absolutely. his defensive, obviously his defensive numbers aren't so hot. You know his defensive run saved. You could see the, the numbers there if you wanted to look it up. I think he's minus six where Nito is plus one and a half or something silly like that. So if you believe in those numbers, obviously then uh, you know Nito's a better defensive catcher. If you look at the ERAs for Degrom and Syndergaard, they're much better with Nito than than Ramos. So he's sort of playing the game here. What's more important, the bat or the def- uh, defense? Most people. It's the defense. You know, if DeGrom's giving you three runs a game or Syndergaard's giving you three runs a game, that's generally more valuable than uh, if, he, if Ramos could hit a home run. Unless it's a you know, three, three, four run job here. He's not going to hit a home run every time they start. So uh, you, get the, uh, you get the math then. You get why the problem is. The problem is Ramos is your high-paid catcher. He's signed during the offseason. Once again, BVW has to be admitting he made another mistake. <laughs> I mean, it, it just goes round and round here. And uh, you're kidding yourself. You don't think this plays into it. Of course it does. How many mistakes can BVW uh, make here? We know he made one with uh, Diaz. Maybe one with Cano. Now he made one with Ramos. That's all your big signings here. Like I said, I think there's a chance. Uh, listen, if I'm the Mets, you have to be looking at the trade market here. You're out of it, right? This this season's done. You're not going to get back. At least it's highly unlikely. I know the uh, National League East, League East is not as strong as we expected it to be. But still, mm-hmm. anybody think the Mets are getting back in it? I mean, that would seem to take even uh, Mickey doesn't think it'll take a miracle, right? It's about what it would take. Yeah, right? that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, if I'm the Mets, like I said, if it's not nailed down, I got to think about trading it. And Ramos is not nailed down. I'm going to check the trade market. Zach Wheeler, certainly you got to check the trade market. You know, 
that you're not signing Zach Wheeler and he's not signing here next year. Right? Uh, what the, I should say here with the Mets at the chance with the Yankees. But he's gone as far as that's concerned. Dominic Smith, you have no place to play him. His value will not be any higher. You need to check uh, his out, see what his value is, see if somebody wants to acquire him. And I think somebody would. Good young first baseman, can hit, left-handed. Absolutely should be value for him. Edwin Diaz, if he can uh, right, keep riding the ship, got the save last night. Maybe he's on the way to fixing things. Maybe you need to check him out to see if you can recu- uh, recruit. You're never going to get a Kalanick back, but if you can recoup some of those losses that you gave away in that trade. I'm not saying mm-hmm. definitely trade Diaz. He, uh, I wouldn't say he's nailed down, but he is under control arbitration for a few years, but he's going to get more expensive. And we know the Wilpons don't like that. So you can mm-hmm. check him out. As for Ramos, I mean, team, I'm looking at uh, teams in contention here that might uh, be interested Cleveland, but they generally aren't going to give much back. Uh, Houston, Oakland, Texas. You can see Texas making a a push there. They want to try and stay in this race here. Uh, Atlanta's good. Washington. He's already been with Washington. I don't know if they want to reacquire him. Uh, Philadelphia, Chicago. There's not a team out there when you look at for catches. L.A., Dodgers could make some sense, but there's not really one team out there for catches that's dying for one that I think would give uh, the Mets what they want for Ramos. So I think he's going to end up staying. But it's going to be a conundrum. What's more important, the defense of a catcher or the hitter? Right. You wonder if maybe a team that may be looking for some offense, because you mentioned that, you know, his, his defense is uh, questionable. Uh, you know, it might be looking to maybe use him as a, you know, a catcher and then a part-time DH, you know, so American League would make more sense, right? So uh, I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, let's move on from the Mets and uh, talk about some other action that took place yesterday. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays came back, beat the Yankees 4-3. to three. But uh, I wanted to talk uh, Blake Snell, five innings pitched, one earned run, five Ks, two walks. So uh, he had had some issues. First five starts of June, had an 11.94 ERA, 375 batting average against. Prior to yesterday's start, had pitched well against Texas. Uh, 12 Ks in six innings against the Rangers. Uh, you know, he had said that there was nothing wrong. You know, he couldn't, I mean, his arm was fine. His stuff was was moving, you know, during that slump. Uh, it looks like he's he's back, George. Oh, I don't know if I'd say he's back. He only went five innings yesterday through 97 pitches. That's not a very good outing. Uh, he's got throw strikes. He mm-hmm. just has to throw strikes. A lot of 3-2 counts where he's afraid to trust his stuff. And uh, he, I mean, he looked good yesterday, but there are people on base, and he's pitching out of jams. He's pitching like a lot deep into a lot of counts. He only went five innings. You need more than that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'd say he's back yet. He did have the one good outing versus Texas. I would say yesterday Six was innings a, there. Mm-hmm. certainly a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the guy has good stuff. He, he just doesn't seem to trust it sometimes. And we see this right. a lot in baseball. That's why I always, I always find it amazing. More probably more of a nationally because the nationally uh, pitchers they bat, so they know how tough it is to hit. And yet, in the you know, American League, they don't, so maybe they don't. But, man, throw strikes. I'm not saying get a lot one right down the middle, but throw strikes. I mean, for crying out loud, even the best of hitters are only going to get a hit one every three times up at bat. So uh, I thought it was, it was a solid outing yesterday. But uh, obviously, leading his team to throw four innings out of the bullpen. And uh, he got, got some luck. You know, where uh, some Adam Bulls there didn't drive in runs. Yankees, I think, went one for 12 in the game at runs in scoring position, so the Yankees couldn't drive in anybody. They had problems there. So uh, step in the right direction. I mean, listen, what are you doing? You're not going to trade him. You know, you right. won't get equal value for him. You're not going to bench him. So he's on your roster. You're starting him. Uh, his next yep. start, uh, he, not his next start, but his uh, second start will be against the Yankees once again. So a little unlucky there for him as well. As three of his last five starts will have come against the Yankees. Yep, yep. 
Uh, yeah, th- it, control was a, an issue for him earlier in his career. 2016 had a uh, uh, walk per nine rate of over five. Then in 2017, lowered it to just a little over four per nine. So uh, but he got that down to just a little over three. But that has been an issue for him over his career. So uh, uh, Twins beat the Rangers 7-4. to Willie Calhoun. Fifth home run of the season, two ribbies, uh, now batting 291 with a 544 slugging percentage. Uh, what do you think of Calhoun uh, rest of season? Uh, the issue I see with him, and I, thankfully there aren't as many lefties as righties, but batting just 133 versus lefties, 333 uh, versus righties. Small sample size, but he's going to have to fix that. George? I mean, everything you said about Calhoun is correct. Uh, it, it is a small sample size, but it's a drastically bad small sample size. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that, that's what's the problem there. Now, what I always hope with young players, uh, Joe, is that the managers don't get – they don't pigeonhole them into uh, the platoon. We saw this with the Mets, right, when they almost did this with Conforto. When they were sitting against all left-handers for a while, I was like, what are you doing? He just got called up. Don't, you know, unless, unless that, that's what he's showing on the minors, and at that point he didn't. Don't start sitting this all left-handers. Then he'll never hit a left-hander. Right. Uh, so, uh, great point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you hope that with Calhoun as way. Not that Calhoun's the same kind of prospect, but he's, he's up there as far as a prospect. The problem with Calhoun is uh, really he has no place to play. He's another guy who really needs to be a DH full-time, and you hope the Rangers will do that. Uh, but I like his, I do like his hitting prospects. I do. Mm-hmm, uh, do mm-hmm. I think he's a guy who's a cornerstone to your team? No, I don't. Uh, not, nothing like that. But I do worry about, is he going to be the guy that ticks you off if he's only playing four of every seven games in a weekly lineup, right. five of every seven? You know, daily lineup's not a big deal. You can find out the lineups you know to keep him in or keep him out. Sure. But mm-hmm. in a, a weekly lineup, I think he's the kind of guy that can you know, piss you off after a while. Because oh, mm-hmm. he's out again, again he's out. Mm-hmm. You know that sort of thing. It, 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 I know those kind of guys end up making me mad. And I don't like. The, I certainly don't like to have more than one of them because it's hard to have reserves for everybody. To okay, I got to plug this guy in for this guy because he's out again. I don't like to have too many platoon guys. Great point. Great point. Uh, Shin Su Chu uh, went three for four yesterday. Now batting. Uh, 284, 13 homers, 36 runs batted in, seven stolen bases. This guy, 36 years old, still uh, getting it done, George. I used to pretty much the definition of a professional hitter, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what we think with uh, Sin Chu Chu. Uh, seems like he's been around forever. Started out with Cleveland, goes to Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. Professional hitter. You know, once again, not the greatest defender on the planet, but he can hit. You know, he's going to get your... Uh, and I'll feel the three, I'll feel the four type numbers. The average is plus, not major plus, but it's plus a 284. Going to hit you 25 home runs this year, maybe even approach 30, maybe, but probably 25. Solid. Not driving in as many runs as I would have liked. Only got 36 ribbies. And this is weird because only had 62 last year, 78 the year before. He's not a big RBI guy. For someone who's going to mm-hmm. hit in the 20s and home runs, that's just strange, especially in Texas where we know the ball flies. Uh, the double digit stolen bases is nice. Pretty much anybody who has the ability to steal double digits is interesting because no one right. steals bases anymore, so we have to pay attention there. He's a nice outfielder three type. Yeah, but part of those ribbies might be because he's been batting uh, leadoff. He batted leadoff yesterday, so I would think that that probably plays a little bit into it. But uh, uh, what do you the think American of this guy? League. It's not the National League. He should have yeah. more than freaking seventy RBIs. 
Um, on the Twins side, I'll just bring up one guy. I mean, there's tons of guys we could talk about on the Twins, but uh, one guy that's been catching my eye, but then, you know, I talk myself out of him, Luis uh, Arise. Uh, are you familiar with him uh, uh, for the Twins? This guy could just hit. I mean, uh, uh, 331 career batting average, 385 on base percentage in the minors. Uh, that covers six seasons, so it's just not a fluke. But uh, uh Unfortunately, just a, a one-trick pony. <laughs> I mean, no speed, no power. I mean, just excellent contact in. But you know, he's he's actually uh, I think the, in CBS leagues, uh, cracking the top ten and and players added this week. Uh, what do you think about uh, Luis Arise? Luis Arise. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with Arise. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, he is playing. The, the, now, I tried is... to get the pronunciation, by the way. They uh, on Baseball Reference, A R I Z E. It doesn't make sense he, with the way his yeah. But I could talk. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He is playing now, so that's obviously the most important thing here. But playing time could still be an issue. The, tw- mm-hmm. the Twins can. Who can't hit on the Twins? All right, the Twins are uh, rack- they're racking up home runs. They they're doing everything they can to. Uh, I didn't expect them to be quite this good. Actually, the hitting I thought would be good this season. The pitching has been better than I expected here. But when it comes to the Twins is playing time. Mm. All right? Uh, they they have a lot of bats, people who have to play ahead of him. I mean, so he's going to need uh, – C.J. Cron went down. That's good because that means Marvin Gonzalez will play more first base. All right? So that opens up might open up some room here. Scope's mm-hmm. going to play second base on most days. Sano's going to play third on most days. Polanco's your shortstop. Your outfield, uh, Kepler, Buxton. Uh, Arise can play some outfield. Once again, it open, that cron injury helps because it opens up some room here for him to play every day. So uh, I, I certainly like him right now. I might not like him in three weeks or right. you know, when everybody's healthy on the Twins because when, then they lose some at-bats here. You know, but right now, yeah, I think he's an ad. Uh, we like the guy who plays second base, can play the outfield. He might even have third base eligibility in some leagues. Might, depends on how, uh, I guess, not strict your uh, rules are there, but he might have some eligibility. So he's useful. And I imagine everybody on the Twins hits. And it right. seems to be contagious on that team. So I do have some interest. Middle infielder, outfielder five, even maybe a reserve here. I do have some interest in a, a rise. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that you brought up some really good points, and I'm a little surprised that you have interest in him. Because usually, like, one, one category, guys, uh, you tend to to shy away from. But uh, you brought up some good points, especially that uh, multi-position eligibility, like you said, can play second, short, third, outfield. So, Good, good analysis there, George. Uh, Orioles beat the uh, Blue Jays eight to one. Break up the Orioles. Andrew Kashner, nine and three, uh, seven innings pitch yesterday. Just a one earned run, zero walks, three point eight three ERA on the season. Uh, this is five straight games uh, without giving up a home run, which is impressive. His prior four starts, one point four four ERA, one eighty batting average against. I know that win's going to be tough to come by, but he's got nine of them <laughs> playing for the Orioles. Yeah, Cam Stewart and I, we talked heavily about Kashner yesterday because well, Cam and I are making money off him. Uh, good. People don't realize what a, what, a season, what a good season he's having. You mentioned mm-hmm. 9-3, 3.83 ERA, 1.19 whip, pitching for a Baltimore team that sucks. I yeah. know it sucks. They can hit, but uh, this is the problem. 33% with Baltimore of their the wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem with Baltimore is the bullpen. The bullpen is horrendous. It's terrible. But Kashner generally goes deeper into games where they don't have to worry about it. Now, that being said... I expect Kershner to be dealt within the next three weeks. Be shocked <laughs> if he's not traded. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, for a good team, you know, he's 32 years old. 
He's not going to be, be 33 in September, by the way. For uh, He's not going to be uh, you know, that, that, that age you're looking for. Certainly not that. Uh, he's last year of his contract, so you're only going to owe him somewhere around $4 million, less than that for the rest of this year. So the money's right for any cont- acquiring team. They're going to like that. I think he could be uh, that rotation depth. Probably not someone you're going to want to start in you know the first couple of games of a playoff series. So he's not that kind of guy, but he could give you that depth. You know, I think the Yankees will check in on him, but I don't, he's not the kind of pitcher the Yankees. I was going to ask you want. about the Yanks. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the good news for him is he pitched, pitched in the American League East, so he certainly knows how to face the Yankees, face the Red Sox. Right, that's good news. The Rays do, for that matter, if one of those three mm-hmm. teams want, did want to acquire and face the other one, so he's not afraid of pitching in the AL East. That's going to be a good thing. You know, I don't think I don't think Fenway Park or Yankee Stadium is going to blow his lights out. Oh my God! So I, I think he gets dealt. I think the Orioles will get some pieces for him. And I bring this up because. I always wonder what that'll do. You know, Camden's, we know that's a hitter's ballpark, and he's still pitching well there. Still, if his home games are in Fenway, or his home games are in Yankee Stadium, and both teams will look for a starter. Mm -hmm. The Red Sox are going to put Eovaldi in the bullpen to be the closer, although they need a fifth starter. Right now, it's Hector Velasquez, and that's not getting it done. So they'll need to acquire somebody, and they could look in on Kashner. We know the Yankees need uh, starting pitching help, although I don't think it'll be Kashner. I think they'll check in in case things fall apart. They, don't, they can't get a bum guard. No, they can't get a Stroman or Bauer doesn't become available, something like that. Boyd, if they don't go big game hunting there. So I think they'll uh, check in on Kashner. But in the end, I don't think he uh, stays in the American League East. There you go. There you go. One good analysis. Minute. So as you were talking, you brought up some good points. And I'm trying to see, at Yankee Stadium... Let's see what do we got here. Five point oh six ERA in three starts at Yankee Stadium. Uh, where else are we looking at? Fenway Park. Just two starts there, but seven point two ERA. So yeah, but you're right. I mean, he has pitched in the ALE. So and four point four nine career ERA at Camden Yards in twenty two starts in Cashner. Julio taking us out. I like this. I like this. All right. When we come back, uh, continue talking uh, some baseball. Looking on uh, Max Scherzer. Nationals wearing their throwback Expos uniforms yesterday. That was pretty cool. Talk some fantasy football later on. Weekend fantasy update, fantasy sports. Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Get fantasy update. Jogalina George Kurtz. Hanging out with you on an Independence Day weekend. Sean Angle producing our show. Just got, uh, just saw a little blip, uh, George, about um, Jeff Bezos' former wife, Mackenzie Bezos. Uh, it's supposedly, uh, it's odd, uh, her divorce became. Uh, Official this past Saturday, she's now worth 
$38 billion, 22nd richest person in the world. They're talking about uh, the New York Post, page six, talking about how she's being bombarded by uh, dating proposals uh, online. So uh, to all our listeners out there who are single, because you and I are happily married, but uh, $38 billion, and uh, she's an attractive woman too, so uh, go for it. You know, $38 billion makes anybody attractive. <laughs> Might even make me look attractive. I don't know. Hell, $1 billion makes you attractive. <laughs> All right. So uh, we were talking some uh, fantasy uh, baseball uh, action from Saturday. Uh, Max Scherzer. Uh, shock. This is a shocker. Beats the Orioles. Uh, six to nothing. Seven innings pitched. Zero earned runs. One walk. 11 Ks. They were nonsense, but you heard the whispers that the Nationals might be looking to, to, to move him. Now, Nationals are basically knocking on the door of a wild-caught berth. I mean, even if not, do you, do you think that they would ever – Why? I'm, I would say never say never, but uh, what do you think about those rumors that they were going around Nationals possibly moving him? Well, those rumors are two three weeks old, so uh, yeah. that, that's, really, that's completely old news. Uh, that's when the Nationals were struggling. They're not struggling anymore. All right, they're on one hell of a winning streak here. They're playing well. Uh, what are they've won uh, nine of the last ten or something like that, eight of the last ten. Uh, they don't, they're still six games behind the Braves in the National League East, so they've got some, uh, I guess, ground to make up there if they're going to get back in that hunt, uh, which they can. Still, it's half a season left, so they can certainly do that here. But uh, as far as the wild card, they're in fine shape, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not. Uh, if anything, I think they may look to trade in, which, of course, for them is always bullpen help. We know it's always bullpen help, but right now they're the first wild card. Granted, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Philadelphia is a half game behind. St. Louis, one and a half. Diamondbacks, two. Colorado, two. San Diego, two and a half. Pittsburgh, three. Cincinnati, four. It's going to be a wild. The only team that's truly out of the playoff hunt is the Miami Marlins in the National League. That's it. You get 12 and a half out. Everybody else, including our lovely New York Mets, is uh, within six and a half games. Mm-hmm. So just, just think about it. The San Francisco Giants, who are terrible at six. I mean, you think it's, just, it's, it's a wild time. Now, the American League, there's really every team except the Seattle Mariners, Blue Jays, Tigers, Royals, and Orioles are in it. So uh, there you go. Uh, this is what baseball wants. Right? right? have as many teams as uh, technically involved as it is. And this is why also it's July 7th. You're going to have so many teams wait until, you know, they're not, no one's going to make any deals now because, hey, we're in it. You know, we, we still got a chance here. I mentioned there's only really six teams in baseball that are out of contention that really should uh, – Matt Maron has been selling since day one. We know Toronto wants to sell. Detroit, you know, before the season they're selling. Royals would sell. Baltimore, of course, will sell. And uh, Miami Marlins are always selling. Uh, they've been selling for years now. So we, we know those teams will sell. But everybody else, you know, the Mets, we just talked about with Wheeler, Smith, uh, maybe even Thor, uh, guys like that, they'll wait till as late in July as possible before they make that decision. Hmm. I don't think the Marlins are selling anymore. Uh, I think they they're done. They really don't have anybody else. What to do sell. you want? Uh, uh, Stalin Castro, right? You, who that wants Stalin Castro? Uh, but uh, hey, uh, uh, some other old news. <laughs> the uh, uh, like I mentioned uh, as we were heading to commercial uh, in the previous segment, the, the it was pretty cool seeing the Nationals wearing the old Expos uniforms. And I know this is a you know it's a story that broke you know a week or two ago. But what do you think about this whole uh, Tampa Bay Ray potentially playing some of their games uh, in Montreal, splitting their time between <laughs> Tampa Bay and Montreal? Oh, this will never happen. 
you know, uh, Gabe and I got into this on uh, when I was on his show because he X-rays. thinks it will. It won't. It, uh, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's the best name ever, by. That's the only good thing about this would be the name of the team would have to be the X-Rays. Mm-hmm. It, it would have to be the X-Rays. All right, that's, that would be the best name ever if this ever came to fruition. But it's not going to happen. I mean, think about the idiocy of this. First, both cities have to build new stadiums. All right, you're talking about $500, $600 million each. Neither one will be a dome from the sounds of it because the dome's a billion dollars. All right? So you're going to build these gazillion-dollar stadiums, but you're only going to play a percentage of your full season there. You know, whatever it might be. Gabe actually thinks it'll be 20 in Montreal, 60 in Tampa. Which, granted, that makes it more feasible, but it's still not going to happen. I mean, because you think, just think about it like that. I mean, how would they break this up? Okay, so in April and May, because it's too cold in Montreal and you don't have a dome, we'll play in Tampa. June, July, and August, because it's too hot in Tampa and we don't have a dome, we'll go play in Montreal. And then in September, it starts to get cold again, we'll go back to Tampa. Yeah, give me a break. <laughs> All right, A, the Players Association will never, never, ever allow this to happen. Not without major, major concessions. And no one's going to give that. If you're a free agent, Joe Galina's a free agent. You're in, you have interest in lots of teams. You're that good. Are you signing with a team that's got going to be playing in three different places? I mean, you got spring training, then you got to go to Tampa, then you got to go to Montreal, then you're going back. What are you? Are you kidding me? No free agent worth their salt is going to play there. That's not going to happen. So, the only people who are going to the only people who will sign there will be people who have little other options or that Tampa right. vastly overpays for. Yes, they'll, they'll sign there. I mean, it, it, it's just, it's not going to happen. Plus, people forget the Tampa, Tampa Bay has an ironclad lease. You think they're just going to allow, even if it's just 20 games, they're going to allow the, the Rays to go play 20 games in Montreal? May has already said no. Granted, a lot of this is negotiating ploys. You know, you, you could try and sure. buy your way out of the lease. It might be possible. But bottom, uh, what I think is going to happen is this. The lease is over in 2027. If they don't build a new stadium by then, which I think is less than 50-50, and Montreal is on their way to building a new stadium, they'll be gone. I think it's really mm-hmm. that simple. I think they'll get their team then. But Montreal, you, they have to build a dome. They can't have an open-air stadium and expect to play a full season there. We know it's too cold in Montreal. Mm-hmm. It's, reason, it's Canada. No one's going to want to forget. We, we complain here about playing in March in the first half of April. You won't want to play in Montreal until mm-hmm. May, uh, June before it all warms up there. So they have to build that. And right now, I think a, a billion dollars is not what that, at least not what this ownership group has. Mm. as far as building a new stadium. So they're going to have to work at it. And they're not ready yet. Uh, but if, uh, do I think this team is staying in Tampa long term? No, I do think they're leaving. Just not for this split, uh, this 55th or 43rd, 60th split, or whatever split you want to come up with. I, I don't think that's happening you know, at all. And there's several other obstacles uh, in the way as well, by the way. It's not just uh, the ones that I pointed out. It's, uh, it's not going to happen. Sorry. Hmm. Uh, maybe with global warming by 2027, they won't need to put uh, a dome because it won't be cold uh, in Canada anymore, right? Uh, depends on what you believe in. But an- another thing, and too, we're all is screwed uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but another thing, too, is like as a, a GM, how do you build a team in terms of, you know, trying to, you know, go after a certain type of player if you're playing in, you know, w- one stadium might uh, be uh, better suited to one type of player, another stadium might be better suited. I mean, it's a, I know it's a minor thing, but. Uh, Maybe you could take that into consideration as well. So, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Marlins beat yeah, the it's Braves. It's funny. I, I never even thought about that, but you're right, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, How do you build we, hear, we hear that all the time, right? Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. you want your left handed power hitters to take advantage of the short right. porch. Fenway mm-hmm. Park, I take advantage of the monster. <laughs> now you got yeah. two different stadiums, assuming they're not built the same. <laughs> Right. You know, you're right. You'd have to, one can be uh, built for power. The other one can be built for speed. 
Uh, <laughs> I didn't even thought about that, but uh, that's funny. You know, uh, you, you don't really think about that. There, there's, it, listen, it's it's just not going to happen. <laughs> I, I can't tell you enough that is. I know Gabe wants it to happen. Listen, I think we all want the Rays to get out of Tampa Bay. That mm-hmm. stadium, that trop is a joke. Is a complete yeah, it is joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have this where, how do you build this? Where I mean, you built a dome here for baseball. A the ball, the balls are in play. Yeah, I know we're all the the engineer. There's no way the balls are yeah, all balls are in play. The Yankees hit. The Yankees actually won the other more of the day. I think it was Friday's game. Might have been July Fourth's game because uh, Gleyber Torres hit a foul ball that hit the uh the, one of the rings and they couldn't catch it. Gleyber Torres ended up getting on base. I think that was right before Gary Sanchez's home run. Mm-hmm. You know, so you think it's just silly. How this pulls and but I, I I find this amazing, Joe. How do you build a dome, yet the mounds are still on the field? They're right, not, and, yeah. you know, they're not hit. I mean, because that's taking away. Hey, that's taking away prime seating. Mm-hmm. That's that's a whole bunch of uh, you know front row seats. What ten rows? Right. That you just took away because you have the mounds on the. How stupid is this? That, that's prime row seats. You're you're losing. You're talking that. It's, bullpen, it's just idiotic. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. The but the bullpen are still on the field. Right. I, I look at it, I just laugh. I'm like, what the hell were these guys doing? What were they thinking? I, I, I just don't get it. That's so 1970s. <laughs> that but it's a dome. Have you yeah, ever yeah, seen a I dome? <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. Uh, how do you build a brand new dome? With this, this, uh, what a joke. I mean, really, what a joke. It's, it's the worst stadium in baseball. Maybe Oakland's worse, but it's right there with them. Mm. All right, so uh, great points that you bring up uh, regarding that, uh, that George. Uh, Marlins beat the Braves 5-4. Uh, just mentioned that uh, Caleb Smith came back off the IL. Uh, six innings pitched, three earned runs, a walk, and six Ks. Uh, Pirates uh, beat the uh, Brewers 12-2. Colin Moran, four for five last night, George. Two runs scored, three runs batted in. Uh, he's actually... Uh, been putting together some pretty good numbers over his last 43 games prior to yesterday. 313 batting average, seven home runs, 30 RBI uh, for Colin Moran. Any interest in him uh, rest of season? Uh, I think right now you're interested in everybody on Pittsburgh. They seem mm-hmm. to be scoring seven-plus runs a game. <laughs> uh, this, this team is hitting right now. Once again, a team that's feeling it. Uh, the, the break is hitting the wrong time in Pittsburgh. There's no way they want to go on this break right now. They're playing that well, scoring a ton of runs here, and they're back in contention. Uh, once again, three games out of the wild card. Uh, I know when you look at their overall numbers, it's not very good. 43 and 45, their run differential is minus 37. And nothing looks good here, but they're back in contention once again. Cubs haven't played well. Brewers haven't played well. So they're there. Uh, so, yes, I am interested in Colin Moran. Uh, corner infielder. DH, yeah. utility player. I don't want him starting up at third base before me, but uh, he has interest. They're scoring. He's hitting. As the entire, obviously, Bell and Marte, you think of Kevin Newman's come on the uh, the scene now. He's a guy you have to look yeah. after out, one of your outfield spots. If you're asking me the rest of the season, do I think I'll guarantee he'd be on my roster the rest of the season? No, I wouldn't say that, but he's on my roster now. Might I want to get rid of him in a month? Sure, there's a possibility that he could. I don't think this guy's a slam dunk fantasy player the rest of the year, but he is right now. What always concerns mm-hmm. me about Pittsburgh is it's a it's a pitcher's ballpark. You know, PNC, it's a beautiful ballpark, but it's a pitcher's ballpark. So that always downgrades a uh, player for me automatically. That's why what Josh Bell is doing is so, you know, Im- incredibly fantastic because he's doing this in, in PNC. He's making it mm-hmm. uh, you know, look like Yankee Stadium with what he's doing. So Moran gets a little bit of a downturn there. Uh, but I am interested, yes, right now, like I said, corner infielder, utility. 
Yeah. You bring up some good points about the uh, Pirates hitters as well. Uh, you brought up uh, Kevin Newman and uh, Brian Reynolds also now batting, uh, coming into yesterday's action, was batting 338 uh, with uh, six home runs. I know he hit some of those home runs in bunches, not really a power hitter, but still hitting for average. So, yeah, the Pirates uh, have their uh, hitting shoes on right now. So, uh, Indians beat the Reds 7-2. to two. Shane Bieber. Uh, eight innings pitched, eight K, zero walks, loses ERA to 3.45. And if you look at his numbers, last four starts, 2.0 ERA, uh, no home runs in uh, the, those prior four starts as well. Uh, Bieber's coming into his own, and the, the Indians really uh, need him, obviously, right? Well, you need all your starting pictures, Joe. Yeah but, with Kluber, yeah, but with Kluber out and Carrasco's issues and whatnot, I mean, Cleveland, you thought they might end up being sellers. And like okay. Matty Mordico came on our show yesterday, uh, they're uh, basically the uh, one of the AL wild cards. <laughs> Listen, uh, Cleveland's only six and a half games behind Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Once again, that, you make up a game every other week, you're right back in it. Uh, you win the division. Uh, seven and three in the last ten. So they're playing much better ball now. They're 49-38 overall, plus 17 run differential. So th- this is a good, solid team. And this is not surprising. You know, we exp- I, th- I think I had him pick the win of the division. Certainly had him for a playoff spot this year. So uh, mainly goes to that pitching staff. You know, Kluber, Clevenger, Beaver, Carrasco. Hasn't worked out that way. I mean, it's been funny. Only Beaver stayed healthy, right? Carrasco is working out now. So I know we got the mm-hmm. leukemia diagnosis yesterday, but it seems like he's got that under control. He is working out. Maybe he can return. Mm-hmm. Later this month, early August, that'll certainly help. Clevens is already back. Kluber was still sort of waiting for. Uh, I think what this means, more importantly, Cleveland not going to be sellers, right? Except, right. I, I say I put an except here. I think they could try and do sort of what Tampa did last year, sell and buy at the same time with the same player. You know, where you traded Archer, but you got back pieces that can still help you win now. In Glass now, Austin Meadows. I think Cleveland might try and do that with Trevor Bauer because they got they can't afford to keep paying him. His arbitration numbers he's going to keep getting more and more expensive, which is why I brought up Bauer earlier. The Yankees would love to get him, love to, even though he's a little, he's extremely quirky to put it nicely. Uh, mm. He should know the guy should stay on social media, gets himself in trouble. But I think yeah. uh, I think they will. I think they'll kick the tires on trading him because mm. once again, financial reasons. They could wait till after the season. And do it then just as well, so it may not be in season. But I think they'll kick the tires here. I think they would have done the same for Kluber if he'd been healthy all year, you know. But now, you know, he's been out so long. We all know the problems he's had in the playoffs. So they can make an argument: the fact that he's been out so long now that he'll be fresher in the playoffs. Therefore, he'll be mm. fine. But he was pitching poorly before he got hurt, you know. But the last report we have on him, which is about ten days ago, is that he was cleared to, to play catch, which means even if everything goes well. What does he get? One start before the deadline, two at most, and I don't think he gets those. So I don't think we're going to see him until August, which means no one's going to trade for someone they haven't seen. So Kluber yeah, has to yep. stay, which, once again, you can't trade Carrasco now if you were thinking about it because of leukemia. One minute. Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. you're trading Bieber. You're, you're under cross control. So it all comes down, if they're going to trade somebody, it'll be Trevor Bauer. Right, right. Uh, we talked about the Indians beating the Reds uh, Seven to two, and in the less than a minute that we have left, I just mentioned uh, Yasiel Puig. It is twentieth home run, uh, three for four, two runs batted in uh, yesterday. Uh, prior to that, his last twenty-one games been really coming on uh, with a three sixty-five batting average, eight home runs, sixteen runs batted in. George, four stolen bases too. 
Yeah, those Pedro Strope is not his uh, biggest fan. What do you call him? Stupid several <laughs> times yet last week? <laughs> My God. <laughs> the stupid, man. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, but Puig's been great. I mean, uh, yeah. Cincinnati got a player they want. It's amazing what um, you know the great American small park will do for you. Sure. Absolutely. All right, we'll be back. Hour number two, a uh, little more fantasy baseball. Moving over to fantasy football as well. Stay with us. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah.